Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Kim. And this is Tyler. Um, welcome to our little podcast. We're offended, you're offended. So I, I apparently I'm taking the reins. So um, <clears throat> so I, this has been making a lot of rounds with uh, Nicki Minaj being suspended on Twitter. What? I heard about that, actually. Uh, before we get into it, yeah. though, don't forget, everyone, like, subscribe share uh you can see us on our socials um instagram facebook and listen to us anywhere you want to listen to your podcast all the descriptions where we're located uh will be listed below at the or in the description <laughs> all right carry on Nicki minaj bad girl okay yeah so uh i guess the 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 tweet that put her in such hot water that made her such a pariah and you know what I'm not a fan of Nicki Minaj. I, I don't like her music. But the point I wanted to make, so her, her tweet was, they want you to get vaccinated for the Met, which was the, the Met Gala, which apparently, you know, Alexandria, Ocasio, whatever, AOC, the fucking crazy eyes, uh, has been in a lot of hot water with possible ethics violation for accepting bribes. But, hmm. Okay, so she says, Nicki Minaj says, they want you to get vaccinated for the Met. If I get vaccinated, it won't be for the Met. It'll be for, it'll be once I feel I've done enough research, she wrote on Twitter. I'm working on that now. She added, in the meantime, my loves, be safe. Wear the mask with two strings that grips your head and face, not that loose one. (laughs) (laughs) And then I guess, uh, because she said uh, that one of her friends uh, that was supposed to get married, his his testicles became swollen. So I guess, well, uh, what was actually, but was you mean um, from getting the vaccine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And so you see, you know, Anthony Fauci and, you know, a lot of the White House and a lot of people are now turning on her saying like, well, you know, that she was. Uh, just like that she's fucking dumb and all this yeah uh, so um, someone said one of the reasons we could not respond in real time to Miss Minaj is that we have to check and make sure that what she is claiming was either true or false and this was from health officials in Trinidad and Tobago and unfortunately we wasted so much time yesterday running down this false claim as we stand now, there is absolutely no reported such side effect or adverse event of testicular swelling in Trinidad, or dare I say, anywhere in the world. Bah, bah, bah. So, I don't want to get too much into this. This is casual, casual Friday, but you know, this type of stuff is making the rounds, and there's a lot of information. And what I find absolutely fascinating when she was in lockstep. You know, I wouldn't say in agreement, but just didn't really, didn't really uh, um, have an opinion. Yeah, but just just for asking a question, just asking. That is, that is really scary. And you know what? I'll say this: you shouldn't take your 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 medical advice from Nicki, Nicki Minaj. You shouldn't take it from. Anthony Fauci, you shouldn't take it from Teresa Tam in Canada. You shouldn't take it from anyone other than your doctor. Like, 
I, if you are, I, I've said this before. Ask questions, challenge to, you know, what they're saying. Because, yeah, a doctor can make a more informed opinion on something, especially if you start challenging them on certain things. And, hey, you know, I've seen this. What can you, well, you know, what can you say about this or whatever? But just for asking that simple question, you know, was she the one that did the, the WAP? Or was that, uh, was that Cardi B? No, Cardi B was oh. the pick your asshole with her nails, right? Or something? <laughs> yeah. I got them confused. The, the wet ass pussy? Yeah. Uh, that I don't. It's called, called WAP. Yeah. WAP. WAP. Yeah. Actually, I think that was Cardi B. I don't think that was Nicki Minaj. No. Because Nicki Minaj hasn't put out a song in quite a while. WAP. WAP. Um, yeah, it was Cardi B. But the thing is, is that we've said multiple times and we, we preach it lots, like, ask questions. Ask your doctor. Ask this. If you're not comfortable with something, ask questions. She's not nowhere in there. Did she say, don't go get the vaccine? Don't do this. Don't do that. You know what I mean? Like, she literally is just saying, well, I'm not going to get it because I'm still unsure about it. I still have some questions. How is that a bad thing? And the fact that she's being so ostracized about it is really sad. Well, there was one thing. So, you know, uh, Geppetto in in, uh, in medicine, you know, Dr. Anthony Fauci uh, said on an interview with CNN's Jake Tapper on Tuesday. Remember, uh, I'm sure you don't remember, but Jake Tapper liked to get in uh, in uh, grandstanding with Trump. And I always found it kind of funny uh, when asked whether there was any evidence to prove that the Pfizer, Moderna or Johnson Johnson vaccines have adverse side effects on male or female reproductive health. Fauci said no. So let's get let's get some things clear. Fauci back in in the 80s was saying that you can get AIDS from a toilet seat that if your child, your child can come in contact with that it is it landed on surfaces. So this is this is wow. the same guy. <laughs> this is the same guy that is saying now all the stuff about, you know, COVID and, you know, the, all the information has come out re regarding the, the gain-of-function research that he denied, 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 even though literally the PDF, the PDF that uh, was released through their emails, guess what it said on it? Kim, guess what it said on it? Uh, for when? For, for now? For, for the COVID, the gain-of-function research. That was denied, 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 because gain of function is actually, it's illegal in, in, in the United States, and I would assume in Canada as well. What does that mean? Gain of function? Yes. So gain of function, so if you have, say, like a benign virus, well, actually, COVID is a perfect example, because now there's more evidence coming out that it's potentially not, not well, okay, it's engineered in a lab. And for anyone that says, oh, well, no, it's, it's, uh, it, it, it's, uh, you know, it's just a, a, a virus. It, no, when it is an, in, in, in an environmental or a lab environment and it mutates within the lab, it is now a lab mutation. It is now, it, it's, it's changed inside a lab. So it's developed inside a lab. If something happens inside a lab, it's now, it's now a lab thing. So, gain of function 
would be say like uh i don't know well let's just say like COVID. so what they can do is try to make it more say transmissible or make it deadlier with with the idea of having a vaccine prepared in the event that in the in uh in nature if this mutation took place so it's to it's supposed to try and get ahead of, of viruses and stuff okay so, i remember i remember having a conversation with one of your friends about that okay so anthony fauci straight up denied that there was no gain of function no gain of function he repeated over and over and over guess what the pdf that was released in his emails was titled gain of function yep gain of function research oh my god so this has been a guy and you know what the same thing has happened in canada it was flip-flop over and over and over you know wear a mask well initially it was don't wear a mask then it was wear a mask and then when he was asked why well you know why we flip oh because we wanted to make sure that hospitals had enough supplies. So you should be wearing a mask, but we just, we didn't give you the information in order to protect yourself so that our hospitals had first pick. <laughs> okay. So again, this is, if you want to look at the, the AIDS stuff, look at the stuff that Anthony Fauci was saying during the AIDS epidemic, saying that kids could get it. And they, you know, if they, if they touch a surface and a parent or someone else touches it, they could contract AIDS. It's not, you know, getting railed in the ass in, you know, in a fucking gay bar or shooting up with drugs, which, you know, that type of stuff, not being forthright with information, especially information that you know, is, that's pretty freaking dangerous. So there was, you know, and, and, and I, I'm going to kind of segue a little bit. So you remember when when Trump was announcing, you know, Operation Warp Speed to get vaccines out as fast as humanly possible, you know, get rid of the red tape and all that type of crap. You remember that? No? Okay, good. So, (laughs) so, there were a lot of governors, there were a lot of prominent uh, people were saying, I would not trust a vaccine from Donald Trump. I would not get it. I think it's dangerous. They were saying all the things all those things, Kamala Harris, uh, Andrew Cuomo, you know, the, the governor of New York, Kamala Harris, you know, the, the same lady that Tulsi Gabbard destroyed in the debates. Literally had, I think, I think Kamala Harris had 1% of the vote, if that. But after Tulsi, mm, Tulsi just. That's, that's Are you me. beating him? Uh-huh. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard is a woman. Kamala Harris is a woman. Well, I know Kamala is. I okay. Okay. Well, are you yeah. beating her? <laughs> oh my God. No, Tulsi Gabbard was. She fucking beat the shit out of her with her mouth. Oh, uh, gotcha. But so you know, they, a lot of people were saying that I would not trust a, a, a vaccine from Donald Trump. I would not Donald trust Trump a vaccine. Make the vaccine, though. Like that makes no sense to me because it's not like Donald Trump is a scientist and he's work or even non-scientist working in a lab in his little Fisher Price things, making a freaking <laughs> vaccine and saying, "Here, guys, take my vaccine." <laughs> like yeah, my, my my first uh, my first medical lab, 
<laughs> exactly. I wouldn't trust a vaccine from Donald Trump. Well, that's good because Donald Trump didn't make the vaccine. So way to make yourself sound absolutely retarded. But but you see that the absolute inverse once Joe Biden got in. It was an absolute flip that you need to get the vaccine. You need to get the vaccine. Same vaccine as when Trump was there. Just saying. Yeah. The exact same. There was no difference. So, you know, like I said, Anthony Fauci, he 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 got everything wrong about the AIDS virus that could have saved people's lives. And there were there was information that ended up coming out later that he knew this stuff, but it was a lot of, well, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Okay, but for for how many years? So, you know. Teresa Tam, you know, I think she's kind of just whatever the the who says, whatever the who says, which I see, I find really weird because the who, which everyone was criticizing, which I like, I still criticize. But there are things that if you're an objective observer, there are things that you can hear and, you know, hey, that makes sense. You know, like I've said before, the sniff test. You know, when they were saying that, oh, there was. It's not transmissible to humans. And, you know, little Taiwan is in the corner. Um, excuse me. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And, you know, the who's going, uh, who, whatever the fuck you are, shut up. <laughs> like, does everyone forget the World, Hortha, World Health Organization denying that Taiwan even existed? Is everyone forgetting about that? I, I didn't even know that. Yeah. So there was a lady that was asking, oh, well, uh, she was an interview with the World Health Organization representative, and she was asking, well, Taiwan is coming out with information saying that it possibly is transmissible. And and the, the guy says, uh, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Uh, just next question. And so she said, well, I'll repeat the question for you. And he said, no, that's OK. You can you can ask the next question. And so she attempts to re, uh, retell that question. And he just. And he just disconnects the Skype call. What? Yeah. Okay. Oh. I, I don't oh, yeah. understand, though. Oh, yeah. Because China does not recognize as Taiwan as a, as a sovereign nation. That's, that's China for whatever reason. That, what does that have to do with the rest of the world? So the World Health Organization is funded a lot by China. Okay, so it's not the World Health Organization. It's, it's a China, it's the Health, China Organization. Health Organization. Okay, okay. That's... So let's see. China gives the WHO thirty million more than uh, more uh, to the U.S. So how much do they actually give in total? Um, I didn't really plan on getting into this all that much. According to Trump, U.S. taxpayers pr provide between 400 million and 500 million per year to the World Health Organization. Holy fuck. While in contrast, China contributes roughly 40 million a year and even less. So that's according to Trump. So, you know, take what you will from it. Uh, this was from Yahoo News. Um, China has pledged 50 million in, in added funding to the World Health Organization. Yeah, so 
I'm sure China pays the World Health Organization a lot, which is funny. I can't actually find a, a real number. Well, that definitely explains the beginning of COVID and all their mm, extremely wrong information that they had had and still, oh, no, 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 still let flights go because it can't be transmitted from person to person. Yeah, even though Taiwan was saying, so let's see, contributors, Canada pays $122 million. China, wait, hold on, China, why, what the fuck? So I'm looking, contributors, I would assume this is a dollar value. But it doesn't, uh, oh God. Uh, oh God. Okay. Well, I'm, let's see, China. (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking. It says Germany pays, that is such bullshit. China pays 0.09 million. 0.09, Point zero nine, right, right, okay. Uh, yeah, sure. Like I, I smell super bullshit. Well, I mean, they're they're really good at hiding things. I mean, they they hid the fact of COVID and all that other bullshit for how long? So, I mean, it doesn't really surprise me that they would have some bullshit number there and make it look like China literally pays like the least amount. <laughs> like, come the fuck on. Well, this was just in terms of COVID research. So China literally had no interest in funding this at all. And, and I guess at least directly to that assessed contributors. Okay, come on. Give me the give me the give me the fucking juice here. Ugh. Okay. Anyways. So yeah, the World Health Organization was saying that, hey, Taiwan or you know, unnamed uh place, you don't exist. So, so, but even the World Health Organization was saying lockdowns are a bad idea. They should be an absolute last resort. Not, you know, you do it once and then it becomes, it's, it's like, you know, if you're in a, in a, in a, in a, in an, in an abusive relationship, if a guy hits you once and says, I'm sorry, second time, it's easier. The third time, fourth, it becomes easier and easier. And they could start saying, well, you're the reason I'm hitting you. How many people have heard that? How many people have heard those stories? In fact, we can get yep. really personal, but. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. So the first time, like it might take a real long time before the first punch. And then, okay, I'm sorry. I'll never do it again. I- I'll never, I won't lock you down again. And then they do it easier and it's easier and easier. And then people get conditioned to that feeling of, well, if I don't do anything, we're just going to get locked down again. So even the World Health Organization was saying that lockdowns and, and some of the measures that have been taken are should be an absolute no-no. But, you know, it's become easier and easier to keep putting in these arbitrary restrictions. But, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know where the fuck, I can't remember the fuck I was going with all this, but, uh, but yeah. Um, well, that's really good to know. I had no idea that Taiwan didn't exist. Oh yeah. Oh, there's been a lot of stuff going on the, about the, the South China Sea and 
China exerting force on on Taiwan and yeah the US has uh, has a lot of a lot of interest in the nation of Ch- uh, or in the country of Taiwan sorry China they are a country <laughs> I wonder what would happen if all of a sudden the US just turned around and decided there is no Canada Canada doesn't exist like if everyone would just be like oh yeah right Canada it's no longer there. <laughs> like, no, that's just, they don't recognize that. It would be like the U.S. saying Canada is actually the U.S. That's what it would be like. But Canada is saying, hey, we're, we're Canada. We're a sovereign nation. And the U.S. is saying, uh, no, you're not. Shut the fuck up. You're part of us. You're us. So, okay, yeah, that, okay. yeah, that's that's more what it would be like. Okay. Um, so yeah, I guess with, with the Nicki Minaj thing, it's 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 amazing to see how fast people flipped. You know, hey, we got a whatever happened to like you know the, you know, women, uh, especially a like she's from Trinidad. She's Trinidadian. She's not even from the U.S., so she is actually a migrant, a a, a recognized minority, and she's a female. Where's the where's the double standard? You know, we like yeah. you as long as you told told this line until Yeah. It's so funny because they say after firing off controversial tweets. Controversial. They're controversial. Which is, yeah. Which is which is funny because especially with the whole Black Lives Matter thing and you know the the women's movement, right? I don't fucking know. Whatever. All this bullshit, and they're literally—you have a bunch of white men that are attacking, or white people, other people attacking a minority because of something that they questioned. She didn't even say anything wrong. She had a like question. Like, no, and, and you know, your uh, your girl was at that Met Gala dinner, which cost thirty thousand dollars a plate. Rihanna? Huh? Did I lose you? Rihanna was there? Yeah. Oh, my heart, Rihanna. It literally, it, 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 no, fuck her. Sorry. Um, sorry, it's, it, it's, you know, the way I see it is more like, it looks like, it's like the Hunger Games. It's funny, all the people that were there, like all the, the elites, they didn't have to wear masks, but all their servers and shit had to wear masks. Kind of. Well, yeah, because when you got money, you're not going to get COVID, right? <laughs> no. Yeah, especially with some uh, some political, any whatever. Don't want to so, catch yeah, the just, poor man's COVID. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, no, all, all you, you know, plebs and, and, and the surf class, shut up, get in line, let the elites do what they want to do. So I don't know. I, I didn't want to go too much into this. It's it's casual Friday. Um, my you know I'm I'm naked and I got tassels around my nipples. So Ooh. let's uh, let's get into some fun stuff. So that Nicki Minaj, you know I, I I support people just asking questions. You know we we need a fucking we need a total soundboard for jesse ventura i'm just asking for the facts <laughs> or however he sounds i i, I can't right? sound like him but yeah you know this just shows a total double standard absolute double, double standard but okay 
Um, it absolutely okay. does. Absolutely. Yeah. It just yeah. Okay. Anyways, so now with uh, get the get your uh, get your party streamers out and um, hook up your boombox. Wiki wiki. Okay, so so <laughs> I, I'm sure everyone will notice from the the title of this some UFOs. Do, do, do. Wait, no, that's a that's not it. I I will say that's one of my favorite shows, The X Files. Absolutely love that show. I started watching that show again from the beginning, and uh, it's superb. Superb, hey. So I, I I just shared with you uh, one website that we're going to take a look at. So this is called it's uh, UFC or UFC. <laughs> <laughs> Who's fighting today? <laughs> uh, apparently, this guy is fighting against. Uh... Okay. Anyways, so this is from UFO Sightings Daily. Um. I don't know. Uh, well, I guess you could show some of the some of the pictures after. But, oh, could I? Um, <laughs> well, you could. You don't have to. I don't know. Fucking do whatever you want. People can look it up. It'll be in the description. UFO. UFO. Dude, talk <laughs> like a normal. Unique New York. Unique New York. Well, in Unique all fairness, I mean, well, it might not really go for you, but it is Friday. So, you know, it's the end of the week. The brain's just donezo. Unique New York. So the first one shows ancient alien face found in Mars rover photo. Ooh. Uh, the discovery I made is from Sol 3040, so that's years on Mars. If you really think about it, what's left thousands of years after our species has disappeared? What's left? What will others find? Well, if you look around outside, you will notice a lot of faces and photos, billboard signs, advertisements, and more everywhere. So, the photo, uh, you know, I I think these like if you're always looking for this, you're you're gonna notice it. You know, like whenever you have, uh, whenever you buy a car or you're interested in a certain car, you suddenly notice the number of cars that are like that. Like you, you know, if you have a, yes. a I don't know, a freaking Dodge Ram, all of a sudden you notice all the Dodge Rams. It's not if even, you, I mean, yes, I, I've definitely had that myself. Um, but it's even, you see faces and things. I, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only person who has noticed, you know, shapes and faces in floorboards or we have a tree out back. Yeah, we got a tree. Jealous. Anyway. And it literally looks nature. like a, sh- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it literally like looks like leaders? it has a shocked look on its face. Like you see the eyes and it looks like a mouth, like that's open, like in shock. And then it's got branches on both sides almost perfectly. And they're standing straight up. Like, it looks like he's just like, oh, <gasps> you know, arms up and stuff like that. It is the thing. You can see faces in almost anything. So. Well, and we're, we're kind of predisposed to, uh to seeing those things like people naturally moon. what man on the moon uh see the face in the moon you know like that's just another yeah. one you look up at the oh. moon and you see a face sure 
okay. How do you? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm special that way. I don't know. I've never really looked. Maybe you need to look but, now that you have glasses and you can actually see. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> so we're 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 kind of predisposed to see those types of things. Like we look for patterns, and it's just kind of how we've you know evolved. Is we notice faces. Like if if you see like animals, you know, like it, it maybe like back when we were all in Africa. Well, if you've seen like a tiger. You would see its face like you, I'm sure like you you would even visualize a face when one isn't there and so I don't I think people do you remember on Mars they were saying that there were pyramids on Mars uh not a lot but I I vaguely remember someone saying mentioning something about that yeah so they were saying oh yeah or uh, uh, no it wasn't pyramid it was a face on Mars Yes, that was it. There was a face on Mars. And then once the actual photos came out, I'm like, no, it's just, it's just like rocks. It's like a crater that just happens to look like a face. So, you know, there are, there, like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't discredit that UFOs aren't real. Like, I think the universe is just, it's too big. It's too big for their, not to be other life but then you can get into you know the what is it called the the great filter um yeah i I can't remember what's what the the actual theory is but i don't know like i'm looking at some of these and yeah there's a guy saying that there's a face on a rock which okay yeah i i can i can i can see it because they're kind of describing it and i don't know a lot of this stuff is like we're in 2021 right like we're yeah yeah so we should be able to see like pretty decent photos right for the most part yeah i i don't know i am kind of looking through these photos now i i'm a person who 100% believes that aliens are out there. Absolutely. Um, I think these photos, they are really reaching. They're grasping at straws here. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. And I, I, I'm sure we've, we've been visited. Like we have, we have stuff on, on Mars. That would, if there were people on Mars, that 100% would be a UFO. To them, but it's yeah, just a, a robot, you know. And there's some, there's some that are like, you know, photos of a UFO in on the International Space Station. Uh, like, really? Is that is that what we're we're grasping at? Yeah, it appears. As or so. you know, there's structures on the moon. I was checking out a video from NASA LRO mission. A YouTuber took it and added music. At the 740 mark, I noticed a large metallic structure on one side of a crater. The crater itself is over 5 kilometers across, so the structure inside is at least 2 kilometers long and 1.5 kilometers tall. Now, I have found alien structures in lunar reconnaissance orbiter photos before. 
Uh, so I'm not surprised at this. The entire top right and left of the structure has a rim over it, which is 100% proof it's intelligently designed. No one seemed to notice the structure in the crater. So, uh, okay, so I, I, I just, I want to say this. There are a couple, couple ideas that I have. Either NASA, like it is true, NASA did doctor photos for the, uh, like for the, the, like the spacewalks. They did do that. It was proven. So like Um, what kind of, like, what do you mean? Like how were they doctored? So instead of using the, like they did use some real photos. But they then used some of the training footage that they had and just blacked everything out, like, around the astronauts. And it was literally shot for shot. The the test, like, when they were practicing, um, like, the spacewalks before they actually went up into in the shuttle and onto the moon. So that's kind of been everyone's... That's the holy grail, that because one photo was faked, they're all faked. That's generally how it works, right? I one don't person necessarily. Yeah, but yeah, you, then you start seeing like there are there are more and more photos that this that this person has of sculpted faces, more sculpted faces, more sculpted faces. Man, like I said, if if you want to look for it, yeah, yeah, I guess you could find it. In fact, I found a. In one of his photos, I see a skull. If you look, Kim, um, on date of date of discovery, September seventh, twenty twenty one, ancient royal head found on Mars. Yeah, you're 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 stretching it pretty far here. But if you look at the photo of the large the rock that large rock zoomed in, look at the bottom left side of that rock. You could clearly see a skull. There's a skull inside that rock. Okay, which one do you, you see? The September 13th? Ancient royal head found on Mars, September 7, 2021. UFO sighting. So you can see on the on the bottom left of this giant rock, it looks like a skull. So you can make milk. They they missed that, didn't they? Yeah. I, I, there was um one of the other. You see what things, I'm talking about? Not really. No, I I can't oh, well, find that exact one. Is it on that same page that you sent me? The UFO sightings daily. Yeah, but on the exact same page that it was showing the other stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh wait wait wait. Yeah, oh. Okay, hold on. Oh, September 7th. Here we go. Sorry, there's... Oh, Jesus. Okay. So on which one do you see the skull head? Is it the one that's got the green and the brown? No, it's... I just sent it to you. I just sent it to you. So you'll have to make sure that this is included so people can see what I'm talking about. Oh, that one there. Okay. And where did you see it? So if you look on the bottom left, so you see that giant rock? Yeah. And then if you look at the bottom left edge of it, 
I, I can see it. <laughs> yeah. You see eye, eye, and it looks like a dome. It looks like a yeah. skull. And then it looks like the bridge of a nose going down into the rock. Yeah. Well, and there's so, another one that they show, too, if you go um, too, pardon me, too down from where you were. It looks like a monkey head in the rocks. Like, okay, yeah, I see they're, that. They're literally, like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, they're grasping. This is... One of those things where they're looking, oh my God, look, you can see a face. Okay, what the hell is a monkey going to be doing on Mars? And there's another oh, one it's, too. It's, uh... um, hmm? On this website, when I was looking, uh, there's a spot like right at the very top where it shows faces, right? Like that's one of the tabs you can click on is alien faces. So you click on that and it's literally showing the same type of things where it's just like faces you can see in rocks. And it's like... Come on, people. I, you know what? I used to have a stucco ceiling. And I there were times that I could see faces in it, or I would actually be able to uh, almost, like, I would be able to create things just with how the stucco was placed. Like, it's random. It's not like it's designed. They just fucking speckle the wall or the ceiling. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm looking at some of these, and this like this type of stuff really calls things into question. Like this, a lot of this stuff start it discredits it. Oh, so perfect, they're right there. The above photo is from PIA one zero two one four by Mars Spirit Rover. Small yet, is a facial feature stand out? That's the one I was talking about. It was like a sand dune or some shit. Okay, what what are you on now? Where I'm on that alien faces. Oh, the alien faces. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so that that's actually the, the one that I'm talking about exactly. It looked like a face in Mars, but it was completely disproven. But it's just, it, to me, it's just it's so dumb. That was 35 years ago. It was first published in the book. Yeah. And so, like, you know, I, like... I, I see faces all over the place. Yeah, what am I going to think? That in the, in the floor that we used to have in our bathroom, when I used to sit in the bathroom and stare at the floor, and I could see polar bears and... All these other things, am I supposed to believe that my floor was actually, you know, it's got real polar bears in it? Polar bears? Well, like, like I, I think it's more making the, the, uh, the exaggeration of, okay, well, yeah, we would have statues in, in, in the world. Like, we have statues from Egypt. You can, there are still faces on them. Which okay, I get, but you're you're grasping at 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 straws here, really, really trying to to push this. Yeah. Holy shit! There are so many. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so this one, like I said, when you try to find anything and everything that to look like a face or look like you know trying to, okay, well you can't like. You absolutely could. You could try that freaking hard to try and, uh, you know, try and push that, which, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, but to me, it makes no sense. Like, okay, you're going to find what? Just giant, weird looking heads, and none of them even correlate with one another. There's not one that looks like the same. Like, it would be one thing if you've seen in an area where it's like, okay, well, here's one. And then right over there, oh, there's another. And they all have that same kind of shape and look to them. These are all completely different. 
like nowhere yeah. near the same. Like, uh, I mean, yeah. So it's uh, yeah that that website. Sorry, man. I, I you know I appreciate you trying. This next one, the UFO Chronicles. It seems a little more. Do these all have to look like shit from like MySpace in like 1990? <laughs> oh my god, I don't know, but there's one photo. Oh my god, I'm dying. It looks like, <laughs> and the way that they colored it too, it looks like this like green baby head with yellow or orange eyes, and then it looks like it's got like a blue blanket around it. Oh Jesus! Oh my god. Come okay. On. So there was. Uh, so let's move on to the next one. And I'll uh, I'll send this to you, which is called the the UFO Chronicles. I hope this is actually. Oh, that's good. Tom DeLong. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh oh. Okay. <laughs> like one eighty two guy. Yeah. <laughs> See, like a lot of those stories, like you know, I will say, like th- this this website. I don't know. Is this is this. Is this Tom DeLong's website? If it is, man, get like get a fucking web presenter. Dude, you made a fuck ton of money from uh wearing a sock on your dick. Come on. You could definitely afford if this I don't know if this is actually his website. Maybe I forget. Maybe it's not his website. I don't fucking know. But so there there was one article and it does lend some credence or lend lend credence. Do you lend credence or do you yeah, lend credence? Um, great. Now, where the hell did it go? There we go. So, the commander David Fravor and Lieutenant Commander Alex Diedrich. That one, okay. There, there is some validity to that. Where I don't. That one. If you scroll, maybe about halfway down the page, it says Navy pilots recall 2004. You yap, yup, sighting. Oh, right. I totally forgot they changed the fucking name of UFOs. Yeah. Unidentified aerial phenomenon, I think is what it's called now. Phenomena. Phenomena. Do, 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 do. <laughs> so this one, okay, like this has a lot more, there's a lot more uh, believability to it. And I get, well, I guess as, as the story goes, um, that uh, David Fravor was a U.S. Uh, fighter pilot. And they noticed something flying in the air. And they said that it was actively trying to jam their, their signals so they couldn't get a lock on it. And that it moved through the air extremely fast. Okay. Like, these are these are fighter pilots. Fighter pilots are, are, you know, they're they're definitely not, uh, you know, some dude in like, I don't know, freaking backwoods of Alberta, just doing nothing. Like these are trained professionals. So, and like David Fravor, so it even says on here, he's a graduate of the Top Gun Naval Flight Academy. He was a commander of the F-A-18F squadron on the USS Nimitz at the time of the encounter. Which is weird that the uh, story is gone. So maybe they're trying to hide some stuff. 
right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's some stuff. Um, what is this? It smells like victory. Okay, but so, anyways, I think the the best one so far, and I'm sure everyone everyone's heard about it. Bob Lazar, the kind of the, the holy grail of fractured information. And I don't mean that in like a, a, a pejorative, like the information he has is the best of a very obscure and very wrought with, you know, like, like the Bigfoot thing. Like, oh, I've seen it, but it was super grainy. Like his story is, it seems solid. And he was uh, a story. I'm sure everyone's heard of the Bob, like Bob Lazar story. Have you heard of him? Um, the name sounds really familiar, but I'm drawing a big old blank. Okay, so he was. Oh God, where do we start? Um, he built a, a car. He converted it into a, it was a car that had a rocket engine. So he designed and built a rocket engine and he strapped it onto his car. So he had a rocket powered car that he would drive around town. That's why he sounds familiar. Okay. <laughs> so um, eventually he ended up getting recruited by, uh, by the government to work at, see, and it's weird that they say, that they say Area 51. Because I only heard this story as he worked for Los Alamos Labs which helped with this stuff. Or maybe he went from Los Alamos to Area 51. I, I, maybe I'm getting getting those things mixed up a little bit. But... I wonder, sorry, I wonder if he... I remember listening to, I cannot remember who puts it on, but there, it's on an AM channel. Coast to coast. Coast to coast. I remember them talking to somebody who had worked at Area 51. Oh, there's tons of guys that say they do. I know. I wonder but the if thing, he was ever on it. But the thing with Bob Lazar, no, he I, I don't think he was for a long time. I remember George Knapp, he well, he was the um um oh yeah, here we go. Yeah, he yeah, was. So George Sorry, what? I just finished looking up on Coast to Coast and it shows Bob Lazar, so yeah. November twenty okay. fifth, twenty eighteen. Oh, okay. And he was also on in twenty fourteen. Oh, see? Okay, so that's where I know him from. Okay, carry on. Okay, so I guess yeah, he worked at Los Alamos Labs. Um he ended up going to I guess I suppose he, he ended up going to Area fifty one and he was working on trying to reverse engineer parts from something. He doesn't know what. And the thing is, he doesn't try to, like, when you hear him talk, he doesn't sound like he's trying to embellish the story or make it all about him. Like, he's very, if he's not sure about something, he's very clear to say, I don't know. I can't claim this. I can only claim, like, what I've seen and what I understand. So he dismisses a lot of the, uh, you know, a lot of those a lot of those guys, I guess it was kind of grandiose. Well, I was abducted by aliens and they, they you know, uh, those kind of crazy, crazy stories that I think a lot of them are just attention seekers. They're, they have something to push. Bob Lazar has nothing to push. He doesn't have a book. 
He doesn't have a television show. Finally, I think, uh, was it, uh, was it Jordan something Corbell? Fuck, I can't remember his name. But he was the guy that finally pushed Bob Lazar to get this story out. And I think George Knapp ended up pushing him too. Like, you gotta tell your story. So, um, yeah, so he, he, he's, he worked at Los Alamos Labs, got to Area 51, and was trying to reverse engineer uh, this craft. Um, the story goes that uh, he's, he's, he's made it very clear that he describes what he sees, and it sounds like a UFO, but he doesn't say a UFO. He describes it as, you know, this, this aircraft almost. And seeing them tested, and he said, just seeing them tested, it was it was unbelievable how it oriented, how it moved, you know how they had, how the seats were insanely small, and this it was basically a ball, like a heavy, heavy ball, is what powered the UFO, and um, so after after he ended up. After some time, you know, with him having such a high security clearance, they ended up, the uh, government ended up finding out that him and his wife were going to get a divorce because she, I believe she was cheating on him with someone else. So they preemptively, Jeremy Corbell, that's it. Sorry. That that was a guy. Um, um, So they preemptively fired him. Because they thought that he would become, um, like, unstable once he found out that his wife was cheating on him. So they kicked him out. Uh, after that... Well, yeah, because they lost- really, like, keep an eye on you, like, when you're in stuff like that. Like, they're watching your background. They're, they're really keeping their tabs on you. And they know well, things what- before you know. Yeah, well, and they were what they would do, like with certain briefs, is they would put crazy information in with like a brief. So it could be, you know, this this ball. It was, uh, you know, it, we we discovered it, and we believe it's maybe from China. But they might put something like crazy, like oh, well, even though it, we believe it came from China, we think that China is hiding this information, and it came from, you know, they'll make up something. So that if you ever went to the press and said, like, hey, this is the information I was given, they could say, that sounds, that's ridiculous. Did you just hear what he said? It came from China, but it actually came, you know, it came from planet Gubri. I don't know. It's like that, that makes, really, now you sound like a crackpot. So it's ways to discredit their own story. Yeah. Just, you know, so, and also they would hide that stuff to only one person. So let's say like for, for Bob Lazar, he might say he has the information that, you know, it, it, it came from, like we discovered it or we were able to get it from China, but it actually came from the, you know, planet, whatever planet mouse, let's just say. And then only he would have the brief that says this came from China, but it actually came from the planet mouse, which is in this solar system. So if it ever got leaked out, they knew exactly where it came from. Isn't that, that like, and they would do that. Yeah. 
so smart um, but creepy yeah so they they once they found that uh yeah his him and his wife were going to be separating obviously with uh, her being uh, a <laughs> so they they you know disconnect or disabled his uh you know his security clearance um uh Los Alamos said that he never worked there when he would describe the 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 biometric scanner like a hand scanner that they had totally checks out um he was able to retrace like he knew the building like you know this person sat here this this is how the the place is set up and so unless it's just an elaborate didn't they I think even you... hold on sorry didn't they even oh it's it's starting to come back to me now that you're talking about it but didn't they even like he he said I, I can't remember the exact school he went to but said he went to Blah University but there was no record never... of him but then he yep. was in like whether it was the yearbook or there was photos of him and stuff like there was just you know they erased he, his life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they said that he yeah, he never graduated from this university. He never worked at this lab. And then they were able to find actual like written papers of Bob Lazar working here. Yeah. They were able to finally get that information that he actually he actually did work there. Which is funny because so, if if you think okay, if say somebody we knew was talking a bunch of shit about our company guess you'd say and it wasn't true well okay you take him to court and fight it right but to go to the extremes of literally trying to erase his life to me that's like whoa dude this guy is nailing it on the head he's telling the truth he's blowing the whistle and people are trying to shut him up fast and just like make him disappear because to the public, so if you just heard someone say, oh, yeah, I worked at this lab and I was doing this, I was doing this type of research and on all this type of crap. And then they say, well, he, we have no record of him working here. Oh, well, he got a university, you know, he got his degree in in whatever. And they say, well, he, he's never been to this school. This guy's just making it up. And so you would say, oh, this guy's he's just a fucking crackpot. Yeah. So, you know, and a lot of people around him were. uh were being threatened by the FBI, by the government. So, you know, the the fact that he's, you know, his like his story hasn't changed. It's been very consistent for years. He hasn't embellished it. He hasn't really, it, and there hasn't really been any change in it. So, the fact that it hasn't changed and he actually doesn't like talking about it lends more credence to to it being true and then finding out this information that well yeah there is an actual employee record of Bob Lazar working there so you know it's uh i, I would say him he is probably the most convincing uh, the dude from some 41 okay i already forgot his name but you know <laughs> he, he really he really starts to to stretch you know, like I said, it's like seeing like Bigfoot sightings. Uh, I, I, yeah, it, uh, it, it makes things a lot harder to believe. So it says that, uh, I guess the, the next one, 
So this was another website that I uh, that I found. So this was called um, Open Minds. OpenMinds.tv. And so it says, physicist claims Bob Lazar did not work at Los Alamos. So this was back in 2015. So Bob Lazar is the alleged UFO whistleblower who's who claims of working on back engineering alien spacecraft at Area 51 have made the secretive base famous. Officials have denied his claims that he worked for the government as a scientist. And until now, no one has ever come forth to say otherwise. However, in a recent interview, a documentary filmmaker shared statements he was given by a physicist who worked at Los Alamos National Laboratories, in which he claims to have met Lazar at Los Alamos and can confirm he was employed as a physicist. So, yeah, there's a, like I said, it's, some people have tried to discredit what he, what he said, that he's, that he's made it up and he's embellished it. And like I said, when you hear the guy talk, he sounds tired. He sounds pained having to tell this story and think that no one's going to fucking believe me. And he just wants this to go away. Well, and it's not even just telling the story and people not believing him like it's literally his entire life has been erased kind of destroyed where he's literally trying to he's been fighting with this for years like just trying to validate his existence (laughs) i guess you could say yeah yeah, so there was, there's one, uh, the UFO Joe. So this Dr. Derek A. Davis is trying to completely discredit, um, you know, uh, Bob Lazar. Which I find, like, man, to, to make that accusation. Uh, but I don't know, I, I would say that is probably the strongest case for it. And I'm going to, I'm going to kind of flip things a little. And I've brought this up before. And the movie was called Merchants of Doubt. I, I strongly, strongly, strongly encourage people to go watch this movie. as well a documentary. So I'll, I'll just pull up the, 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 the Wikipedia article on it. It's going to explain it a lot better than I can because I'm fucking dumb. So it's uh, The Merchants of Doubt. How a handful of scientists obscured the truth on issues from tobacco smoke to global warming. So it is a 2010 nonfiction book by American historian. Wait, no, there was a movie about it. There was a movie. I believe it was by the same name. Wait, am I going crazy? Anyway, it's possible. So American historian science Naomi Ors or. Eskis and Eric M. Conway and identifies parallels between the global warming controversy and earlier controversies over excuse me, tobacco smoke, acid rain, DDT, and the hole in the ozone layer. Or Eskis and Conway write that in each case, keeping the controversy alive by spreading doubt and confusion after a scientific consensus has been reached was the basic strategy of those opposing action. In particular, they show Fred Fitz, Fred Singer, and a few other contrarian scientists join forces with uh, conservative think tanks 
and private corporations to challenge the scientific consensus on many contemporary issues. So they would do things, so I guess it continues with, uh, the authors write that this, um, oh, um, so they would write a handful of politically conservative, fuck, dude, I wish I could speak. I wish I could actually read and speak. I would be dangerous <laughs> to the world. Orsekis and Conway, I'm sorry, I'm going to say your name like every different way until I actually find one that sounds good to me. And Conway write that a handful of politically conservative scientists with strong ties to particular industries have played a disproportionate role in debate about controversial questions. The authors write that this has resulted in deliberate obfuscation of the issues which has had an influence on public opinion and policymaking. So they would do things like, let's say, like tobacco smoke. All they would have to say is, we need more proof. More proof. Yes, there is a possibility, say, like smoking. Um, <clears throat> it, it, yeah, it, it potentially could cause cancer, but we don't have enough information. So they, they would, I'll try to see if I could find like the actual uh, thing with regarding. Um, how the fuck do you spell cigarette? Cigarette. Oh, I can <laughs> And this um, Merchants of Doubt, there is a documentary. It was released in 2014. Oh, there we go. Just a FBI. Perfect. Unfuck your brain. Uh, excuse me? Sorry. <laughs> While I was looking up this Merchants of Doubt thing, um, a little ad had popped oh. up <laughs> for an Audible book called Unfuck Your Brain. Unfuck your brain, eh? Yeah. I'm curious now. I don't have Audible, but using science to get over anxiety, depression, anger, freakouts, and triggers. Just in case anyone was curious. So I'm trying. Um, Frick, I guess I'm going to have to get this, uh, get the, the book on it. I didn't know there was actually a book. I thought it was just a, a, a documentary. But yeah, so they would end up just kind of planting the wrong information. So remember like them saying like, Oh, DDT doesn't actually cause it was like birth defects and, and all this type of stuff. Um, so I'll just read like a little part here. So over the course of more than 20 years, these men did almost no original scientific research on any of the issues in which they weighed in on once they had been prominent researchers. But by the time they turned to the topics of our story, they were mostly attacking the work and reputations of others. In fact, on every issue, they were on the wrong side of the scientific consensus. Smoking does kill, both directly and indirectly. Pollution does cause acid rain. Volcanoes are not the cause of the ozone hole. Our seas are rising and our glaciers are melting because of the mounting effects of greenhouse gases in the atmosphere. Produced by burning fossil fuels, yet for years the press quoted these men as experts and politicians listened to them, using their claims as justification for inaction. Um, see, oh, uh, here we go. So December 5th, December 15th, 1953 was a fateful day. A few months earlier, researchers at the Sloan Kettering Institute in New York City had demonstrated that cigarette tar painted on the skin of mice caused fatal cancers. 
This work had attracted an enormous amount of press attention. The New York Times and Life magazine had both covered it, and Reader's Digest, the most widely read publication in the world, ran a piece entitled Cancer by the Cancer by the Cart. Perhaps the journalist and editor were impressed by the scientific paper's dramatic concluding sentences. Such studies, in view of the corollary corollary fuck, dude. Clinical data relating smoking to various types of cancers appears urgent. They may not they may not only result in furthering our knowledge of carcinogens, but in promoting some practical aspects of cancer. Um, yeah, so they, like I said, they, they would kind of, they would say things like that this, it, it, it's a possibility, but I think more research needs to be done. And uh, yeah, it's just really, really fucked up. I'm, uh, I'm I'm trying to see where like it's showing like a, like them making like a contrary statement, which we know like things that we know today. Um. So industry executives made a fateful decision. One would later uh, become the basis on which a federal judge would find the industry guilty of conspiracy to commit fraud, a massive and ongoing fraud to deceive the American public about the health effects of smoking. Uh, on uh. On December 15th, the presidents of four America's largest tobacco companies, American Tobacco, Benson & Hedges, Philip Morris, and U.S. Tobacco, met at the venerable Plaza Hotel in New York, the French Renaissance Chateau-style building in which unaccompanied ladies were not permitted in its famous Oak Room Bar, was a fitting place for the task at hand, the protection of one of America's oldest and most powerful industries. The man they had come to meet was equally powerful, John Hill. Founder and CEO of one of America's largest and most effective public relations firms. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, the four company presidents, as well as the CEO of R.J. Reynolds and Brown and Williamson, had agreed to cooperate on a public relations program to defend their product. Tobacco, obviously. They would work together to convince the public that there was no sound scientific basis for the charges and that the recent reports were simply sensational accusations made by publicity-seeking scientists hoping to attract more funds for their research. They would not sit idly by while their products were vilified. Instead, they would create a tobacco industry committee for public information to supply a positive and entirely pro-cigarette message to counter the anti-cigarette scientific one. As the U.S. Department of Justice would later put it, they decided to deceive the American public about the health effects of smoking. So I, I, I go on this long winded thing to try and get this information because like, it's been a while for this, but when you plant, you know, certain information and I believe there was maybe, maybe it was in the, in the merchants of doubt that they would say like, you know, those like UFO stories, Oh yeah, we started those. Like they're all they're all fake. We started them. And uh if I remember one, literally the exact same people that were arguing for, you know, say like tobacco smoke, the and I I've, I think I've said this before, the exact same people would then be arguing as experts say for global warming, you know, to to refute those points. And that is like just that that kind of thing for for me. It starts to 
it casts doubt on everything that you think you know. And when you listen to experts, well, are they actually experts? You know, right? Yeah, yeah, it causes it calls a lot that of that stuff. Yeah. Like there was, like I said, there was ones with uh, UFO stories. And if I remember correctly, at the end of the movie, the guy that started these rumors, I believe, about UFOs is standing in the back of the room, clapping. The guy that started them was in the back of the room, clapping. Is that L. Ron Hubbard? I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> uh, so L. Ron. Scientology. No, L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah, I was going to say, no, he's... A... <laughs> He's a wonderful human human individual. Yeah. And I hope Planet Zorton or whatever is happier for having. <laughs> yeah. Science fiction writer. <laughs> yep. Yeah. The most prolific science fiction writer in history. Well, I think he wrote his most famous story yet. Yeah. Like, and that's just like the, what was it? Like the, well, see, I, I, okay. Let's not get into the religion thing, okay? Relax. Okay. Yeah, another day. <laughs> but, I, like, I don't know. There, there's, there are some very convincing things, like, with regards to UFOs. But, like I said, I'm always, I like to hear the counterpoints. And I think Bob Lazar's story is the most solid. So I, I remember, like, Trump, you know, started this Space Force and everyone made fun of him. And, oh, well, what, are we going to have Star Wars in space? No, but space is now becoming a battlefield. So, you know, like I said, they, they make fun of it, but, well, satellites are can be used as a weapon. They literally could be used as a weapon. Whether you knock out communications or, or GPS, like a lot of people rely on satellites that are in, in orbit. So there was, uh, I don't know if you remember, but before, I think before Trump, uh, well, I guess before Biden um, ended up whizzing, whizzing, whizzing the presidency. Well, he's definitely whizzing all over it, but yeah, okay. Yeah, so he, uh, there, there was a, a provision in, um, oh, I can't remember which bill it was, but someone put it in a provision that the, the I believe it was the State Department or the Pentagon, one of, one of those things, had to release all known information regarding UFOs. And they did. Which is why there's been such a, an uptick in, in UFO uh, interest, I should say. And so um, this, this is my, my skeptical side of me. So if government says, hey, yeah, these things are real, we need more funding in order to protect ourselves from it. That's the skeptical side of me. I go, yeah, totally. UFOs are real. Yeah, we've seen them all the time. They're, they're a normal thing. So we don't know what they are. So we should take, we need more funding in order for us to figure out what exactly these things are. That's the skeptic side of me. If it's true, cool. Like, I, I, I don't think people would freak out. Like, people haven't freaked out. Like, they've, they've released tons of documents and people are like, okay, cool. Oh, so, okay. So the government has experienced 
this type of stuff? I think, okay, even when the articles and stuff like that come out showing, oh, the government knew about this, or the army has this, and the army has videos, and this and that, I think most people don't sit there and go, see, I knew it. Like, they just admitted to it. I think a lot of people are, yeah, okay, it's probably just a satellite. I think a lot of people in general are just skeptical. I I don't think that they could either we've kind of gotten people have gotten used to that idea already and most people already think that there are aliens out there so it's like well yeah obviously we knew that thanks for freaking solidifying that or yeah they're just so I don't know I can't even say blinded, but they're just so skeptical that they're just like, yeah, okay, sure. You know, and yeah, just which, not believe it. I, I I don't know which way it could go. Maybe both ways. See, um, so I'm looking up what the, the name for the, the for, fuck, of course, Fermi's Paradox. Oh my God. I'm sure you've heard of, like, you've heard of Fermi's Paradox, whether you actually know what it is. No. Okay, so the idea of Fermi's paradox, um, which is also yeah, which is also known as the um, retard. Hello, Fermi's paradox is also known yeah as the as the the great filter. So according to the great filter hypothesis, at least one of these steps. So the steps would be the right star system, including organic and potentially habitable planets. Two reproductive molecules. Three simple single life organisms for complex complex organisms five sexual reproduction six multi-cell life seven tool using animals eight a civilization advanced towards the potential of a colonization expansion so where we are now and then nine colonization explosion so according to the great filter hypothesis um at least one of these steps um must be improbable if if it is not an early step, it's like something in our past, then the implication is that the improbable step lies in our future and our prospects of reaching nine, so which would be colonization uh, explosion, so us colonizing other planets. If the past steps are likely, then many civilizations would have developed to the current level of the human species. So the idea is, if the great filter, so if these one of these nine steps isn't met and life doesn't exist so if the if fermi's paradox would be if life is common in other places then there should be life everywhere like we should see spaceships and shit flying around all over us but if these things aren't met and then maybe potentially with colonization explosion, something happens and that 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 species, you know, falls into like a catastrophe and just dies. So it's uh um yeah. All right, say something, I'm looking something up. Uh <laughs> things and stuff. Uh, <laughs> well, I 
I think we talked about it in our conspiracy theory one or ghost stories one. I can't remember. I don't know if I ever mentioned to you that. I remember you mentioning you've seen a UFO. And I know I've yeah. seen things dart in the sky and go weird directions and kind of all over the place and just all of a sudden disappear. Um, I know my, my mom has seen something when we were in campsack. Um, or she was in campsack anyway. <laughs> I was not there when this happened, but yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, you hear from a lot of people that they've seen things and there's been lots of things that I, I can't explain. Like people, a lot of people be like, Oh, those are just satellites. I'm like really? But for a satellite that's supposed to be going around in our orbit, why is it going in this direction? Why did it all of a sudden just disappear then? You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like, Hmm. Yeah. But, uh, so, Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to bring up the thing about Fermi's Paradox, but there was, um, yeah. But so, um, UFOs? No, that's really all I got. <laughs> oh, okay, perfect. <laughs> Carry on, my wayward son. Okay, so, yeah, I guess, uh, well, this this article that I'm looking at, uh, um, any planet, yeah, so, okay, so the Great Filter is a basis, basic hypothesis stating that any planet having just the right condition to sustain life will eventually give rise to intelligent life forms that will, in, in ages to come, try to colonize beyond its home world. Um, all of the world have tirelessly begun studying universal theories, blah, 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 blah. So the Great Filter is a basic hypothesis stating that any planet with just the right conditions, try to call it, okay. This theory might initially seem vague, but when you try to observe a closer picture of this scenario, you will find it does hold some truth. First, however, you must understand the formula. Fuck's sakes. So, yeah, it's just basically the, the, the basic idea of um, that a species has to go through these, these filters. And so the more filters that, you know, that we've gone through, the, there's less and less likelihood of a civilization actually surviving. So, you know, a planet might have single cell organism and that's all they have. And then they, they die out, you know, or a planet might be, you know, too hot or too cold or, you know, whatever these, these conditions would be in order to have multicellular life as in what we have on earth. So actually one, one thing that one uh, article that I was looking at brought up was, so there is a star. So a couple of things happen when a star explodes. It can turn to a a red giant, or it could turn into like, yeah. So you know when the, the the Earth or the the once the center of the star, I believe, turns to iron, turns to an iron core, it starts collapsing. So iron is the heaviest element that we have. I think no. Uh, well, hold on. Not the heaviest. I believe the densest metal that we have or that we've discovered anyway. I think I believe it's iron. So when a, a star goes supernova, its poles start bursting tons and tons and tons of supercharged particles, which are, are called gamma ray bursts. Those gamma ray bursts, they've noted them traveling millions of light years. 
And there is one that is aimed right at Earth. So when this star explodes, that gamma ray burst will tear into our Earth and strip it of our atmosphere. It would actually wipe out our atmosphere. That's scary. Fuck yeah. Let's see. Uh, gamma ray burst aimed at Earth. Here we go. See, this is a stupid shit. This is a stupid shit that I, 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 I learn about. I'm I'm very surprised that a lot of this stuff, like you, you just have it on the cuff. Like you can remember people's names and stuff like that. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't know how you do it. <laughs> um. So on March 19th, astronomers nabbed a view of the brightest such burst ever seen in visible light. The blast, dubbed GRB, so I assume gamma ray burst 080319b, came from 7.5 billion light years away more than halfway across the universe. Despite the immense distance, it would have been visible with the naked eye at dark sites on Earth for 40 seconds. 40 seconds, eh? 40 seconds. You could see this. 7.5 billion light years away. So that is traveling at the speed of light. It would take you 7.5 billion years to get to where this gamma ray burst originated from. So clearly not even possible because nobody can do that over there. Well, if we have machines. Well, yeah. The naked eye is what the the... What it was or what it was named. Naked eye gamma ray burst was aimed squarely at Earth. The brightest explosion ever seen was observed in March of this year. There we go. This year. Oh, sorry, this is from fuck 2009. No, there was a different one. There's a different one that's like aimed like right at us. Um Yeah, they show that the jet from a powerful stellar explosion in a galaxy halfway across the universe was aimed almost directly at Earth. The event, a gamma ray burst, was bright enough for human eyes to see. But there was, I believe there was another one. March 19th, burst arose from a narrow jet that shot material directly toward Earth at 99.99995% of the speed of light. Holy fuck. <laughs> that is so fast. The speed, oh, what is the speed of light? Speed of light is approximately 300,000 kilometers per second. It's a little too fast for me. <laughs> the exact value is uh, 200 or two, 299,792,458 meters per second. Sure. Fuck. Jesus Christ, 300,000 kilometers per second. I don't know, but this, this like, our, our gal, the, the, the universe is so fucking big. It to would be almost honest, seem... like we haven't even been able to uh, explore half of it, not even half. You know what I mean? Not even. Well, yeah. even like, and I, and I think I brought this up, like, the light that we're seeing, and this is one thing 
like it blows it blows my mind absolutely blows my mind the light that we are now receiving is from the past so like if you see uh, like if there's a star blowing up and you're seeing it you're just getting the light now so it's already like if if you know if time was a constant obviously it's not but i'm saying like if time was you know just totally linear linear the that that time so say if it's a hundred thousand light years away that a star or something blew up you are seeing something a hundred thousand years in the past because it took say that hundred thousand light years to finally for that light to finally reach your eyeballs it's just insane to me like that's it's so hard to like grasp your head on because you think you know you just go outside you look at everything it's happening right now but nope yeah happened in the past like it's just so weird yeah it's uh see i'm trying to see because i'm I'm seeing some other stuff like they're calling it a, a that death star may have ended you know caused the uh the triggered the the end of the uh dinosaurs which um, I, th- I thought it was a meteor. I thought that was pretty. Uh, I don't know. This this was from Nature.com, and they. I don't know. They're. I've looked into some of their articles, and it sounds like they're kind of bullshit. Um. Oh, here we go. Star spotted on the brink of a gamma ray burst, and it's alarmingly close to Earth. The power to unleash as much as in ten seconds as does as the sun does in its entire lifetime. The most energetic events in the universe. Yeah. Oh, when 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 stars blow up and all that shit happens. Yeah, they are uh, only eight thousand light years. It's only eight thousand light years away. Only. But I don't think it's. Um. Actually, according to this picture, it looks like it is. It is pointed at us. Soon is a relative turn when you're talking about space. So APEP might stretch its death scene out for hundreds of thousands of years yet. Even if it does, scientists don't know for sure that it will produce a gamma ray burst. Even if it does, APEP seems to be pointing away from Earth. So we shouldn't (laughs) cop the brunt of it. Cop? Cope? I don't know. But I don't know. Like UFOs have to be like. Other life has to be out there. Has to be. It's there's. It's too big. It's too fucking big. I think we would be extremely ignorant to think that Earth is the only planet that has life on it. Like, oh, that's arrogant. That's quite. That's arrogant. Yeah. To think that this is all, all only only us. Universe is only us. All about me. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's uh, you know, they ended up finding. Um, like they're oh, what was it called? Uh, it's a solar system that actually has a lot of Earth-sized planets, and potentially like in the Goldilocks zone. So obviously, you know, it's not too hot, it's not too cold, it's just right. Yeah. And they could potentially have life on them. So there's a. Uh, um. Yeah, so there's chance, and they're they're relatively close. I believe they're in uh, 
It's not Alpha Centauri. That's the next star closest to us, if I remember correctly. But um, actually, uh, here here's another crazy one. So you remember, like, have you ever heard like the Andromeda Galaxy is supposed to collide with our Mar- Milky Way Galaxy? Uh, uh, say I haven't. Okay, so obviously that they they believe that that will happen. Like the those two that these two galaxies will collide eventually. They're on a collision course. So I was seeing from one person that apparently it's already started. They've already collided with each other, and they're just kind of getting closer and closer. The Andromeda Galaxy, I believe, is about two times the size of the Earth Milk, uh, Milky Way Galaxy. Really? Yeah, Andromeda Galaxy is m- 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 massive. Huh. I did not know that. And so, like, there's, uh, um, in terms of even like our our solar system, it's our solar system, like the the gravity of our sun. It's it reaches well beyond like plutoids and potentially even beyond that that because we have the Kuiper belt what's the fucking other belt called Kuiper belt Orion's belt oh. uh no Kuiper belt the fuck's the other one called is it called uh the galactic shelf I don't know what <laughs> Black shelf. Yeah. Ga- Galac- Galactic shelf. Not shelved. There's no T in shelved. Or is there? Why isn't it showing it? Did I, is it called something else? Because there, yeah, there's the Kuiper belt and then there's the other one. Galactic Shelf. Stop giving me fucking Star Wars. It's not Star Wars. Maybe it is. Maybe you're just getting really confused. It was actually maybe. <laughs> but anyways, so our our sun's uh, gravity is actually way beyond that. So there, you know, there's uh, if you look in in terms of say like our with our galaxy being a disk galaxy. It reaches the gravitational pull of it from, you know, our supermassive black hole that's in the center of our galaxy. It reaches well beyond the tendrils that our that our galaxy has. So our our galaxy has like these like I don't know, almost like arms, tendrils, but they're rotating. So they're uh yeah, so the, the thought is with the Andromeda galaxy, with how big their galaxy is, and with how big the Milky Way is, they're already colliding with each other. Interesting. You're welcome. Thank more. you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess we'll, we'll just do one more quick one and let's get the fuck out of here. So this was from NBC News. So UFO report, government can't explain 143 of 144 mysterious flying objects. That's a, that's a big number. Yeah. Unidentified, yeah, uh, reported by military planes, according to a highly anticipated intelligence report. 
So this came out uh, June 25th. That report, released by the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, was meant to shed light on the mystery of those dozens of flying objects spotted from 2004 to 2021. But instead, it said it didn't have adequate data to put all but one of them into a category. The one unidentified aerial phenomena was a large deflated balloon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roswell, hello. Yeah. I know, you're, I know what you're up to, fucking government. I know what you're up to. Weather balloon. I'm on to you. I'm on to you. Okay. So suspicious. Mm-hmm. The weather balloon. I'm what? I'm Batman. I, I heard what you're saying. <laughs> I just the way so. when you were saying that your voice went so deep, it just made me think of that. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, I, I think they're real. I, I, I await our uh, our galactic overlords to, uh, you know, save us from uh, from the hell that we've created on this planet. God, what if it like? Ugh, but what if they came all like War of the World style and just like obliterated all of us and just used us for like food or farming or you know like just to power their ships? Who says they already aren't? Yeah, that's that's very true. There's the idea with uh, Nibiru that they come back every ten thousand years or so to gather all the gold, which is why we're we're so attracted to gold. It's hardwired into us. That's why we love gold so much. So they need gold in order to maintain their atmosphere. Okay, so when was the last time that they came, according to... According to... Whoever it was you're talking about. <laughs> Nibiru. Yeah, that's what I said. Nibiru. Yeah. It's the 12th planet. So this is actually the idea between uh, for the Anunnaki, which is the like the Nephilim, the giants that came down from heaven. Are they the ones that built the pyramids? Uh, text said that they were known as the Nephilim and that they had colonized Earth over 400,000 years ago. The Bible also mentions this race and calls them the sons of God. The planet of Nibiru was suffering as its atmosphere was eroding. They came to Earth in order to mine minerals, gold, to help prepare their atmosphere. This was done in the Middle East and is why we find the Great Pyramid and adjacent pyramids in alone with constellations in our solar system. They created portals on Earth, highly magnetic areas, to send their minerals back to Nibiru. Our race was created around 300,000 years ago as a hybrid race with native Earth animals and the Nephilim to create a race of workers to help mine the minerals from our planet. There you go. 12th planet, baby. The Anunnaki is coming back for their gold. So Anunnaki. So how much longer do we got? Um, Nibiru's true orbit is around our sun every 3,600 years. The gigantic size has very strong gravitational pull, and it influences our oceans and magnetic fields. So in 2011, when Nibiru approached the sun, it began forcefully pulling at the sun's core. The core of the sun is only 65 times that of Nibiru. Thus, the solar activity in relation to explosions and solar storms has increased so much that the Maximo Solar started in 2011 has not stopped until this day in 2014. The emissions are in the ultraviolet solar radiation level and are currently at 15. And the normal sun is between, and the sun is normally between 9 and 10. 
Mm. Mm. Very interesting. Mm. Oh, sorry. I can't follow along if I don't have it. <laughs> yeah, Thanks. so... Uh, so it's expected to pass back through 2018. Um, I think, I think we've already... We've definitely passed 2018. I think, yeah. <laughs> or did we? <laughs> and this new return will be faster than when you come out of outer space. Okay, so maybe... Yeah. I guess we, uh, we just... They came, took all their gold, and uh, fucked off. Well, how come we didn't hear anything about that? Well, I was going to make hot dogs and stuff. Oh, I was—I was gonna make hot dogs. Does hot dogs have anything to do with it? If they're coming for a visit, I was gonna make hot dogs. Jeez. Yeah. I like hot dogs. I bet they do too. They probably would, unless they're vegetarians. No, I can't say no they to a hot bugs. dog. No, that's what we're gonna be doing soon. <laughs> Oh, there's an yeah. Okay, so uh yeah. All right. Is there anything else you want to say or No, I got nothing. Okay. All right, <laughs> let's uh let's, let's get out of here. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh again, like, share, subscribe. Um anywhere you want to listen to us or find us will be in the description box below. Uh if you're a returning listen or returning listener, thank you. Uh, and if you're new, welcome. <laughs> oh, God. You know, I was just thinking, too. I'm like, wow, we won the entire thing without you belching. Huh. You had to fucking say something. No, you belched. I didn't say it yet. I was going to, but I didn't. You willed it. You willed it. You, <laughs> thought it. you willed it into existence. That's entirely possible. <laughs> Son of a bitch. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, have a fantastic weekend, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Bye. Yep. All right. God loves you.